As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Owns all these properties. He's getting older. He's wanting to retire. And it's about a million point six deal. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention FunNet Flip because FunNet Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Uh, the, the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. Familiarize yourself with Matt and um, what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, So go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and... We've got a wonderful conversation that's coming right at you here in a second. And just as a reminder, we cut through all the fluff. We get too straight straight into the best real estate investing advice ever and to insights that move your real estate investing business forward. And with us, we've got today, Kevin Angle. Hello, Kevin. Hello, guys. Hope you're having a wonderful start of the week. And although I don't know what day this is going to air, so um, <laughs> but today is Monday as far as uh, you and I are concerned. Kevin is based in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's the CEO of Right Angle Properties. He buys and sells single family and multi-family communities all over the Southeast. He's been doing real estate full-time for three years, and he has five single-family homes right now, and he's wholesaled over 30 single-family homes, and right now he's focused on owner financing. He also, his largest 
apartment community that he is he has wholesaled is a 32 unit. So I'm interested in hearing more about that, given you know, my background in uh, multifamily and a lot of Best Ever listeners' background and interest in multifamily. And non-real estate related, he's played semi-professional golf for seven years. So with that being said, Kevin, you want to give the Best Ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? Yeah, great. Uh, thanks so much, Joe, for this morning. And, uh, you know, connecting with the best several listeners, I'm very excited to be here. So my background basically is I was born in Montreal, Canada and moved to Charlotte, North Carolina as a kid and, um, you know, played semi-professional golf for about seven years. And uh, in that time, actually got into a roofing position with a roofing company and doing a lot of traveling, chasing storms. So, with that being said, about 10 years of doing that, and then I picked up some real estate books in that time period, and I went to a couple seminars, and that's kind of how I got interested in real estate. All right. Did a couple seminars. What were the seminars that you attended? I went to Dean Graziosi's seminar here in Charlotte, and uh, the other one uh, was just a brief, uh, like a two-hour deal. It was a real estate, actually, class that I paid for. Pretty brief. I don't think anybody was well-known there. Okay. So uh, I've been to one of Dean's seminars and I actually had him on the show and just a a phenomenal conversation where he talked through how he's buying properties through the MLS and finding motivated sellers. What did you get out of that? I got a lot out of that. Obviously, you know, just the introduction to real estate was uh, what I keyed on there, Joe. And um, you know, we, he did give out some marketing material that, that day and went over kind of a lot of steps with wholesaling, motivated sellers, how to market, how to talk to sellers and things like that. And best ever listeners, you can check out Dean's episode. It's episode 248, where it's appropriately titled Dean shares his best real estate investing advice ever. So pretty straightforward there. So, Kevin, you you told me before that you wholesaled a 32-unit property. Can you give us the details around that? Yeah, sure can, Joe. So I had got into some apartment complexes uh, when I had first got done or started in the wholesaling business. And a friend of mine here in Charlotte, Jared Dullum, he was one of the connections that I had. And he had owned and managed an apartment complex here in Charlotte. And saw what he did on a day-to-day basis. And I really enjoyed, you know, owning something in one location uh, based on uh, the vacancy rate and all that and all those things, being able to make money. And so what I did was I connected with uh, a couple of wholesalers in Atlanta that had this off-market 32-unit uh, apartment complex and discussed with the owner. We came to terms. It took several months. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. And was able to make the numbers work and was able to line a buyer up and, you know, made a wholesale field in the middle. Can you give us the specifics on all the numbers? Sure. So the 32 unit, I think it was 55% occupancy rate. I think it was bringing in about $46,000 a year. The rents were pretty low. We were able to increase those. So it was a value-add play. I think the total purchase price was... Um, I think $425,000. The ARV on that was about $750,000 being fully occupied, you know, rent ready, increasing the rents. Had some, it had some uh, minor repairs need to be done. But it was probably a C complex um, in a C area of Atlanta, in the southeast part of Atlanta. 
And when you had that property, and it, so it sounds like if it's forty six k a year, then that that'd be the NOI. So it was about a it sold at a ten point eight cap, using quick math. And if you um, you know once you got that information from the seller, how did you approach reaching out to buyers, and how did those conversations go? Great question, Joe. So. The conversations I had with buyers, I actually had a lot of buyers already lined up. A lot of wholesaling I did was a, with a lot of connections. Actually, the, the buyer came from a Florida connection, actually through LinkedIn, if you can, if you can believe that. But uh, basically, he, you know, we just looked at the NOI numbers. The He looked at all of the uh, numbers needed to, to make a decision uh, based on the vacancies, the repairs, the, you know, upping the rents and all of those good things. Okay. And what would you say your specialty is in all of this? You know, you've been in doing real estate full time for three years. Where do you make the majority of your money? And and really quick before you answer that, how much did you make on that thirty two unit wholesale? Because it sounds like you co wholesaled it, right? Yeah, I did. Actually I paid a fee out of that to the connection and I think I we grossed about I think I made about sixty two thousand dollars on that deal. And so what was the total fee? The total fee was sixty-two thousand to me, and then I basically gave a uh, a ten thousand dollar fee to the wholesaler. Okay, now let's let's talk about your your primary focus and how you're making the majority of your money. What what are you doing right now? A lot of Charlotte's a pretty hot market, so those wholesale deals are very hard to come by. They do come across the desk once in a while with the marketing that we do that we have in place, but. I've really shifted my gears, Joe, into owner financing, lease options, and subject twos in Charlotte because there's a very there's a very high need for that. So, can you walk us through an example? Yeah, sure. Actually, I have a property in Fort Mill, South Carolina, which is 15 minutes from Charlotte, and the owner was six months behind on his mortgage. He left the house vacant and was behind. So, we got in touch with him actually through a Zillow connection, which is Fisbo and got in touch with him, and he was willing to basically just save us credit. So we got in touch with the bank, and we did a loan modification, which brought the, uh, they actually stuck those payments in the arrears. So I didn't have to bring any money to the table, and I did some minor repairs on that, took the property over, took the deed, and then what I did with that is I lease option the property back out to an owner-occupant or a tenant buyer who put, put a fee down to, to move in. Can you give us the numbers on that one? Yep. So right, he his balance was $135,000 and he was about $6,000 in the arrears. Uh, the ARV on that was about $160,000. I uh, put about $3,000 into the house and basically I took the property over with no money down and made a uh, $11,000 uh, option fee up front. And then the rents on that property were are about $1,500 and the PITI, which is the principal interest tax and insurance on that, is about thousand dollars. So I'm even cash flowing that property, and then when I sell the property, I'll even uh, I'll make some money on the back end, about, about twenty five thousand dollars. You mentioned it was through a Zillow connection. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, the Zillow has you know there's there's options in Zillow where you can go to owners or renters and people actually um, you know listing their properties was a for sale by owner sign which he had on Zillow. And we just actually cold called him out of the blue and was able to connect with him and visit the house. And, um, and that's how I got in touch with him. Walk us through that phone call. How does it go? 
So the phone call was really I was looking to buy the property, and he was just looking to sell it, try to get under out underneath the uh, the mortgage balance. So the the phone call was pretty simple. Hey, you know, my name is Kevin Angle with Right Angle Properties. I'm looking to buy properties in Fort Mill, South Carolina, and was wanting to uh, you know meet with you and, and see if we can you know help you out and ran the numbers on it, had a little equity in there, and we were able to connect and, and meet with him down there and, and, and get that deal done. What are the types of questions, generally speaking, that you receive whenever you call owners cold? Yeah, they want to know if I have the cash, obviously, to buy. My experience level, um, I think the rapport building is pretty huge when I talk to sellers. I think they, the trust there uh, is there. I give them my contact information. I usually send them an email after a phone call so they can verify my contact information, making sure I'm not some guy off the street. But basically that. And so I really, my essential business is is the connections, right, and the rapport that I build with my sellers and the constant uh, follow-up. I think that's pretty big for my business. Where do you see your business headed? I would love to own, my goal in the future is to own over a thousand units, uh, whether it's multifamily or single family. And I would love to uh, buy some time back. I think right now, Joe, I work so much in my business that I'm unable to get time back right now. And I'm developing on building systems so I can get some time back. So in the future, I would love to have residual income on a constant basis, whether I work or not. And uh, I would love to own a bunch of units. What are you doing? What type of systems are you implementing to buy back your time? That's a great question. So a lot of things I've implemented recently, and this is probably the last three to six months. Podio is a good system for me, and it really is free You know, for the beginner. I use Google a ton, uh, Google and send it to my phone. So I've got my calendar in there, which is big for me. And then obviously all the connections I have, the phone calls, the follow-ups, all of that goes in my calendar so I stay on, stay on track. What do you use Podio for? Podio goes into for my pictures, follow up, just basic information. I am not a, um, I don't use that system probably as good as I should, but I use Podio for pictures, just brief information, follow up, just kind of like like an alert message for me. And why use that for an alert message versus Google Calendar? Great question. Again, I'm kind of a beginner with Podio, Joe. I use Google Calendar for most everything. But Podio is kind of brand new to me. I'm actually on a link uh, on a uh, Facebook group that uh, helps me, you know, connect with uh, with the Podio stuff. Kevin, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? My best advice is I wish I would have started earlier, but push all your chips in the middle of the of the table. I think when I first got started, I was kind of hesitant, not knowing everything, and I kind of had one foot in the middle of the. Uh, in the deal. And as I look back on, I wish I would have gotten, gotten all involved beginning because I have made so many failures and obstacles that I've, that I've overcome. And I wish I would have just pushed all my chips in the middle and, and, and not feared uh, failing. And, you know, whenever, whenever I hear push all your chips in the middle table, I instantly think of cards and Texas Hold'em specifically. And I know, you know, as, as with you know, and anyone else, there are some hands where it makes sense to push your chips in the middle of the table, and there are some hands where if you push chips in the middle of the table, then you're destined to lose. So when do you identify with real estate? When What is that moment in time when you know it's time for you to push your chips in the middle of the table? It's a great question. So based on the numbers, so I'm always looking at numbers, whether it's a wholesale deal, whether it's a fix and flip, whether it could be a buy and hold 
or an owner finance deal. So the numbers for me are crucial based on how I'm going to act on a property. So when it comes down to pushing my chips in the middle of the table, Joe, I really want to you know dissect and analyze the deal for the best exit strategy for me and also make sense to the seller. And what are some of the exit strategies that you've used in the past? Yeah, I wholesale deals. I have uh, done a couple fix and flips in Charlotte. Again, owner financing for me or subject to existing loans or lease options for me are, are pretty much my exit strategies currently. How did you become comfortable enough to implement those exit strategies? How did you learn? Really, Lori Nisley, Jared Dullum, and Nasser, who are in Charlotte, uh, have been a big implement on my life. They, they really took the time to really help me. Although I've been in the business for only three years, I feel like I've got 10 plus years in experience. And learning from them and the mistakes that they made really helped me to develop those skills. And the you know, financing things didn't happen overnight. I really had to you know, learn in late nights and, and you know, listening to, to podcasts or YouTubes or reading books, things like that really helped me to uh, learn that skill to add that tool to my tool belt. Is that Nasser El Arabi? Yes, it is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nasser's a friend of mine and a fellow Best ever guest. You can check out his episode number 113 titled, So Wait, Real Estate Isn't Like They Show on TV. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever book you've read? Grant Carlin, 10X Rule. Boy, you just keep listing all the people who I've interviewed. <laughs> Well, it's a big influence on my life, Joe. I really do follow him on Facebook. He is, he's been instrumental with me in selling techniques and, and uh, being able to, to sell. Yeah, Grant was a high-energy interview, and uh, that one is 190, using a video LOI to win a deal that netted $20 million. By the way, thank goodness for Google that I'm able to quickly Google these while you're mentioning names I didn't even expect you to mention. <laughs> What's the best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it? I've learned, honestly, over all these failures and obstacles that I'm actually stronger than I thought I was and I'm not afraid to fail anymore. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever will be that multifamily, that 32 unit. That's the biggest deal to date. When was that? That was actually end of last year. I believe November, like the 20th of last year, 2014. And why do you focus on single family homes if the best ever was a small to mid-sized multifamily? It's a great question. I would love to get in more to multifamily. I had a bad experience with one of my deals. Worked on multifamily for about uh, almost eight months in the Atlanta, Georgia market that fell through. Actually, had a buyer go around me to the seller and I lost that deal. So I kind of put the brakes on that for a little while. What's a way to not have that happen? What'd you learn from that? I learned that I need to stay in more control with my deals. It's really nothing I don't think I would do differently at this point. I may have filed something out of the courthouse to make sure I safeguard my position, but uh, I was too trustworthy with the buyer and seller at that point. And not to rub salt in the wound, but just to um, you know, kind of understand the, the magnitude of it, what was the fee that you would have been collecting that they circumvented? About $200,000. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? I have got one. I met with a seller actually just last Friday, Joe, and he has got a package of single family, triple, I'm sorry, uh, triplexes, quadplexes, land, and some commercial buildings. And so we've developed this relationship again over about four months. He owns all these properties. He's getting older. 
He's wanting to retire, and it's about a million point six deal. And are you also looking to purchase these deals, or are you continuing to still wholesale them? Yeah, I actually may take one or two of those down. The triplex and quadplex that he has, the income on those is uh, substantial. They do have some deferred maintenance on most of the units, which will take some evaluations on my part in order to make that work. But yeah, I may take, for example, let's just say the fee was $100,000. I may take some of that fee and actually buy the triplex and quadplex. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Joe, I think from, from you, the secret to living is giving. I love that motto that you have. And one of the things I've implemented on Facebook, which is the best way to reach me, is on Fridays particularly, I, uh, I spend time uh, giving back advice on golf or real estate, overcoming obstacles, health, motivation, things like that. So I give time on Fridays in order to give back. Okay. And is it your Facebook page or is it your, your personal Facebook? It's my personal Facebook. Okay. And you can easily, and I know we haven't even asked the question, but you can easily find him, or at least I can, because I just added him as a friend. So if you just search Kevin Angle, his profile pops up. And it might be because I have so we have a couple of friends in common, so it popped up easily. But I'm, I'm sure the best ever listeners are resourceful enough to find you. <laughs> awesome. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? The biggest mistake would be that multifamily complex. Um, but... Looking back on, I don't think I got into real estate sooner, and I know that in 2011, 12, during the REO market, I was overanalyzing everything, and I didn't jump on those when I should have in the Charlotte market, particularly. Okay. Help me understand, what would you do specifically, again, to not be circumvented in that deal? You said make your position solidified more, but what exactly would you do? Yeah, I may file something down at the courthouse just to make sure that if the buyer and seller um, did the deal, I would they would it, the title search would come up, right? So I would I would go file a I can't think of the word right now, Joe, but uh, I would file something down at the courthouse in order to do that. So I if I did a title search, it would obviously be a lien or a cloud cloud title. Okay, so you can do that when you just put it under contract. From what I know, I mean, I I have not done that, Joe, but I've. I've heard people do it with single family and multifamily units. Again, I did have control of the property with the seller. I had earnest money down and uh, and all of that, and I ended up losing uh, losing the deal. Did they? I'm sure they refunded your earnest money. Yeah, it took a long time. It took me about four and a half months to get that back. Got it. And now, what's the best ever place for the listeners to reach you? Um, just my Facebook page. I give a lot back on Facebook, Joe, and I would say just look me up on Kevin Angle or. Right Angle Properties as well. All right. Is that rightangleproperties.com? LLC. Yeah. Right out of, yeah. So R-I-G-H-T-A-N-G-L-E properties.com? Yes. That should work just fine. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and talking about that 32-unit wholesale deal that was successful and netted you about $50,000, $52,000 after you paid 10000 to the other wholesaler and the single family homes that you're working on now and your, your progress to continue to create a system and buy back your time and also the multifamily property that, that didn't go according to plan and the lessons that you learned and what you, you would do differently where you missed out on the 200 k the buyer went around to the seller but it's a lesson that, that has been learned, uh, and now it's a matter of doing it differently in the next go-around. 
and then continuing to you know do your bread and butter with the single family homes it sounds like where you're just rocking and rolling on those so i really appreciate and grateful for you spending some time with the best ever listeners and myself and is there anything else that you wanted to mention that we didn't discuss no joe i think that uh, i think that you covered everything and i appreciate being a guest on the show all right thank you so much kevin all right have a good day If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.